This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you here tonight in the studio, it is Ian. And Mark. And we are inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com. You can go get interactive there with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can actually control the content of the site. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you'd like to share it with other people on the Internet, other listeners of Free Talk Live, you submit it as show prep. And then it appears on our site. Others can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site. Simple. And that means there's always something fresh over at freetalklive.com. So enjoy that. Uh, you know, it's unusual, Mark, for us to do two interviews on a you know, in a week, like two, two in a row weekly. Like we did one last Saturday with uh, Carlos Miller. Actually, we did a bunch because we were at the Liberty Forum. Uh, and while we were interviewing Carlos Miller, we had a caller. Jimmy in Brooklyn, and I thought Jimmy in Brooklyn—that's got that can only be one Jimmy, and uh, it was. Don't think there's more than one Jimmy in Brooklyn. Someone who would call during Carlos Miller, who is you know nationally renowned for recording uh, the police, been arrested for it a few times. I thought it's got to be Jimmy Justice, and as soon as I heard the voice, I yeah, it I knew it, and sure enough, it was, and uh, we managed to get some contact information from him off the air and uh, booked him for an interview because I think this guy is uh, is a hero, and as I said before, you know. You can be my hero, too, as long as you stand up to the police and refuse to stop recording them uh, you know, when they're threatening you, which this guy has, has done plenty of times uh, as he has chased about, I suppose you could say, lurked for, waited for these traffic cops in New York City as they, uh, you know, they, they, if you've never seen the guy's channel, Google Jimmy Justice. It's the first result. But basically, he goes around uh, New York City, and when he spots a traffic cop, engaging in an obvious violation of the traffic law that they would ticket anyone else for, like parking in front of a fire hydrant, for example, uh, he will attempt to locate that person because usually they're like parked in, a, in front of a fire hydrant or in, no, in some no-parking zone mm-hmm. so they can go and get a donut or go to McDonald's or go to the bank or some other personal errand that has absolutely nothing to do with their department's official business. And so he'll hang out outside of the uh, the place until the whichever uh, tra- traffic cop it is comes outside and just then just ambushes them on video camera and I ask them questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and holds them accountable for uh, for what they're doing. Like, hey, wait a minute, wouldn't you ticket somebody else for this? And of course, he does it in that uh, that you know unique. New York, uh, Brooklyn, New York City kind of style, right? Like in your face, uh, really just great stuff. Highly recommend you go and check out his video uh, channel over at YouTube. And again, just Google Jimmy Justice. It's the first option that comes up. And Jimmy, you are joining us tonight. Uh, Welcome to the program. Okay, thank you very much, Ian and Mark. I appreciate you having me on. Did did I uh, accurately describe sort of what you do? Uh, How how would you better uh, describe to our listeners what, what it is that you do? I think you did a very good and accurate job of describing what I do. Basically, um, I always have a video camera with me wherever I go. I have it on my belt next to my mobile phone. And whenever I see a traffic enforcement agent or police officer doing something wrong that they would ticket or arrest somebody else for doing, I take out my camera and I make a video of it. And then I put it on YouTube and I show it to the public. And in this way, I'm trying to hold the police and other government officials accountable for their bad behavior. Now, some people are going to say, well, there's times when those in law enforcement need to break the law. Like people will often say that, uh, you know, say state troopers need to be need to speed so that they can see a bunch of different cars. Otherwise, they'll see the same six cars or something like that. How do you respond to that? Okay, I, I would like to just make it clear 
that uh, in my videos, they're all taken during non-emergency situations. Uh, it's very obvious that if the police are chasing a robbery suspect or the police are actually doing their job during an emergency, they can drive however they want. They can speed. They can go through red lights. They can park wherever they want to. And that's perfectly okay while they're doing their job. But I make my videos while they're running personal errands on the company time. And that's the difference. And like they're they're chasing a robbery suspect into, say, a bagel shop, right? Now, <laughs> um, you know, let me explain how I began doing this. That was going to uh, be my first question. Think, <laughs> thank you. Um, about four or five years ago, I got uh, a parking ticket in which I felt was very unfair. I was uh, dropping off my friend's uh, four-year-old child at his school. And in front of the school, there is a sign. It's a uh, no parking area. And the reason is that they don't want cars parked there all day. They want room for the buses or for parents to be able to pick up and drop off the kids. And within the uh, parking regulations of New York City, in a no parking zone, you're not allowed to park, which means you shut off your car and you exit the vehicle. But you are allowed to stand the vehicle, which Standing, means right. that you're still in the driver's seat, your transmission is in drive, your foot is on the brake, and you're ready to leave immediately. But you can stop there temporarily to expeditiously drop off or pick up a passenger. And that's what I was doing. And I let the kid out of the car, and I would wait about 10 seconds until he would get into the front door of the school safely, and then I would leave. And there was a traffic enforcement agent who was hiding behind a tree and just came out and sat me with a ticket. And I said, Madam, that's really unfair. You know that I was dropping off a kid, you saw the entire thing, and you're just giving me a ticket anyways. And she laughed at me and walked away. And about a day or two later, I saw the same traffic enforcement agent parked at a fire hydrant while she was uh, in a restaurant up the block eating lunch. Wow. And I said, you know, there's got to be something wrong with that. And basically, I called in a complaint to New York's 311 system, which is for uh, any non-emergency uh, city you know, operations and services. <clears throat> and... A couple of months later, somebody reviewed the complaint and got back to me and said, yes, we, we contacted this officer who you claim was parked at a fire hydrant, but she says that she parked there because there was an emergency mm -hmm. that she was attending to, and therefore no charges will, will be brought up against her, no punishment, nothing like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they actually, lying. Jimmy, I'm glad they actually got back to you. I'm shocked that they bothered uh, to call you back. Right, you know, I mean, usually you don't, won't even get a response at all when you're dealing with uh, with government agents, uh, you know, covering for each other. So basically what they were saying was, you don't have evidence of your claims, uh, Jimmy, so we're not going to do anything about it. Exactly. And uh, by the way, the 311 system, usually you do get a response. Sometimes it can take six months to a year until a final resolution uh, is brought about. And uh, when they decide what happened and uh, according to all the parties that they spoke to. Now, how long do you but, have to, uh, before you go on, Jimmy, how long, so it takes, it can take up to a year to get a response from the 311 system when you uh, have a complaint against uh, an officer. How long does it take to, uh, before you get a late fee on your ticket? 30 days. Oh, 30, wow. Actually, 31 days. They can pop up a yeah. ticket 31 days. Uh, you know, they, 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 they know how to increase the fine after 31 days, but it takes them right. a year to get back to you. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you have 30 days to pay a parking ticket, and if you're one day late, automatically you have a fine. And that can 
go on, and uh, every couple of weeks they add more fines plus interest. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, I have a neighbor who had a problem with the uh, with the IRS on his 2008 return, and they uh, didn't give him his refund check. And uh, he finally got it about three and a half years later after he filed his return, and uh, they paid him what they owed him, but they didn't pay any fines. Uh, toward him, and then we discussed this. So we said, if you pay the IRS late, you get penalties and fine. Works the other way around. So I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah. So you you took this to heart. You know, you realized that you didn't have any uh, any proof of this, and that is that what inspired you to go out and arm up with a video camera? And you know, people have asked me in the past. You know, why did I decide to pick up a video camera? And I think one of the things. And this happened 15 years before I decided to pick up a video camera. Was a guy in California named George Holiday, and he was on vacation in a hotel, and he heard some noise outside of the window, and he opened up his curtain a little bit, just enough to hold the video camera out, and he's the one who captured the police beating Rodney King. Mm. I'll tell you what, Jimmy, you, you said you can stick with us here up through the whole hour. If you've got a question for Jimmy Justice, he's on the line with us at 855-450-FREE, holding the police and other governmental uh, bureaucrats accountable, 1-855-450-3733. Uh, Jimmy, stick with us. We'll be right back. More with Jimmy Justice at 855-450-FREE. And uh, you can, of course, uh, later on, you'll be able to take control, bring up absolutely anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Are you on drugs? You're a traffic enforcement agent? And you parked your official vehicle blocking a fire pump? And there's a fire outside with firemen out there? And they have no access to the pump? You ought to be ashamed of yourself! You ought to be ashamed of yourself! While you're in the store? You don't hear the sirens? What's the matter with you? 855-450-FREE. If you want to talk to Jimmy Justice, he's here uh, on the line with us. We'll continue with him in just a moment. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. You can get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. You can do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They've got hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings over there. Um, you can I, I like to just scroll through them and, and read what they have to say. They've got all kinds of different liberty messages. One's right for you. I, I can assure you there are several right for you. They, you can buy them in bulk, sell them at, your, at a gun show or at the flea market or at your retail store. They can make stickers for your band, your church, your business, whatever you need. LibertyStickers.com can uh, help you out. It's LibertyStickers.com. All right, so our number again, 855-450-FREE. If you've got a question for Jimmy Justice, one of the, one of the few 
the proud, the uh, heroic people that are willing to stand up to these government bureaucrats who act as though that, uh, you know, they can do no wrong, act as though that whatever it is they do is completely okay, even if it's clearly violating their own rules. The ones that do. I'm sure ones, there are some out there that try very hard not to. I believe that's true, but there's no shortage of those uh, that do these things. That's true. And if you go to Jimmy Justice's YouTube channel, you'll see that. Uh, you can just Google Jimmy Justice, and it'll be the first result that comes up here. So we've got him on the line and uh, been asking him a variety of questions. I want to invite you also to freetalklive.com, where you can get interactive with other listeners over on the BBS at uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. Jimmy, are you back with us? Yes, I am. All right, good to good to have you here. Uh, so you were talking about how you got started in this. It was uh, you know one day that you saw you know the police were targeting you. Uh, then that same officer, you saw them you know basically goofing off, uh, parking in a in a you know inappropriate manner while they were goofing off, and uh, you you know you confronted them about it. You tried to hold them accountable, and the city of New York basically blew you off the table because you didn't have any proof of your claim. So you started carrying around a video camera. Now, did you? Did you intentionally go out looking for these folks one day, or was it just you just kept carrying around a video camera and you figured you'd wait until you saw something else like this? Well, it was a little of both. I mean, I basically made the decision that I need to have evidence. I need to have a clear video of them coming out of a restaurant with a bag of food and walking to their illegally parked car. And, you know, in New York City, it's very hard. It's very difficult to park. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it seems that there's more cars than streets. And it's a lot of traffic. It's uh, not a very easy thing to find a good parking spot. And these things happen all the time. I bet. Uh, police officers, government agents uh, parking improperly you know, while they're running their personal errands. And all people have to do is open their eyes, and they can see it. And I decided I'm going to carry a camera with me wherever I go. And uh, in the beginning, I was a little more uh, zealous, and I, I would say I would go looking for these things. But uh, nowadays, um, it's just more happenstance. If I see it, I take out my camera and I make a video. Have you ever – now, you said that uh, you, you tried to go through the, the, the means that the government has for complaining about these situations when this, uh, this first person this, uh, you know, cited you for – they cited you for parking when you were standing. Uh, by standing, I mean – In a car. car. Yeah, in, in a car. And I, I don't know why they use that term. Standing means, you know, outside of a car, but whatever. Um, you know, you were kind of sitting there with a car idling as you dropped your kid off at school. And they, you know, but you found that same person breaking the parking laws just a couple of days later. You complained to the city. They didn't do anything about it because you didn't have proof. Well, now you've got all kinds of proof all over YouTube. Yeah. What have they done? Have you ever gone through, uh, you know, the system and tried to, you know, go after them? Or are you just putting out there and showing the hypocrisy? I'm doing a little of both. Uh, I mean, I do put it out there on YouTube. I'm showing the hypocrisy. And. In some cases where I get assaulted uh, while I'm making these videos, uh, then I go out of my way to file an official complaint. Mm-hmm. And how's that work? How's that, has that ever worked out for you? Oh, I know of one or two instances where, um, where an officer actually got docked two vacation days. Uh, for assaulting me and, and slapping the camera out of my hand. Interesting. I wonder what would happen if you uh, assaulted an officer. I bet it would be a lot worse than uh, two days in jail. I'm sure it would. <laughs> I don't want to find out. And just by the way, I'd like to make it very clear uh, to anybody listening, and I'm all for uh, copycats picking up cameras in every city across the country and keeping their own government officials in line. But I want to make it very clear 
that people should never interfere with the police during an emergency. Sure. Make your videos quietly. Keep a safe distance from the police. And under no circumstances should anybody ever assault a police officer. You're allowed to have an opinion. Use your mouth. Use words. Use a video camera. But don't ever use your hands. Let's, yep. let's and keep, I just need to make that perfectly clear. And let's make something else clear. Anyone who's going to do this is always at risk of an arrest. Anytime you take a camera out around a police officer, you never know what their response is going to be. Some of them will lose their s, and they will uh, they will attack you. I mean, maybe not physically, but they will perhaps uh, you know put you in cuffs, put you in a cage. That's for, not a physical. Uh, you for, know, I mean, right. it, but I mean, like to try to hurt you, uh, put you in cuffs, put you in a cage for a while. They may end up releasing you. They may end up dropping the charges, or they may not. I mean, we have uh, some of our friends here in Keene, New Hampshire, that are, are facing criminal charges. Uh, what Jason Talley looking at uh, a misdemeanor charge for simply walking in a courthouse with a video camera. I mean, so there's some there's some really, you know, there's definitely some risk involved here. But all that said, I would also encourage people to hold these people accountable because there, to me, it seems like there's no other way. I mean, trying to hold them accountable through their own system by bringing some sort of a court case or some sort of official complaint really just have n- I've never seen it result in in anything of any significance happening to these officers. But shining the light of day on these people, shining the uh, the light on the cockroaches, so to speak, uh, really is something that they just can't they can't handle that. So, yeah, you're right. They, they, they really can't. And um, the video camera is the great equalizer. It's, it's the invention that is very cheap. You, you can buy a small pocket camera for way under $100 that uh, can get very good video. And like I said, it's a great equalizer. The video camera does not lie, unlike the police, who very often do lie. Absolutely. Let's go to the phones. I, I know people have some questions for you, so let's start with David listening in our very sure. own Keene, New Hampshire. David, you're on with Jimmy Justice. Hi. I was going to ask, is it, is it required of you? Do you have to notify the police that you are video and audio taping? And I have a follow-up question, too. Okay, that's a very good question, and that varies state to state. And in New York City, or in New York State, rather, it is what's called a one-party state. So when mm-hmm. you're making an order recording, only one of the parties uh, has to be aware that it's recording. And I know that does sound kind of silly, because if I'm secretly recording you, and I know that the recorder is on, so I'm one of the parties. Right. But there are other states, uh, Massachusetts, uh, Illinois, uh, and when somebody has used a video camera in a public place, the police have called upon these archaic wiretapping laws. Yep. As a matter and of fact, uh, Jimmy, I just found out. David, hang on. David, hang somebody. on. We're going to come back with the more. David, I know he had a second question. Um, in regards to the wiretapping law, we heard last night that a uh, judge in Illinois has uh, ruled theirs as unconstitutional. So that's a little bit of good news, but you're absolutely right. We can get more into this in a moment. More with Jimmy Justice here at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. If you've got a question for him, he's with us. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
Don't you think there's something wrong with blocking a fire hydrant? Don't you think there's something wrong about filming somebody? No. I think you're a police officer who's supposed to enforce the law, but you violated the law by parking well, your official you police car, do, okay? blocking a fire pump. Somebody else would get a ticket for that. What's wrong with you? Excuse me. What's wrong with you? Jimmy Justice is with us at 855-453. D-U-L-A. Carl, what are you doing? Move away from the vehicle. I'm Thank filming you. you breaking the law. Ms. Dooley, you broke the law. Yes, thank you, sir. You thank broke you. the law. Thank you. What are you going to do, bite me with your gold tooth? <laughs> oh, God. one 855 is the number here. Jimmy Justice with us, so we'll continue talking to him in a moment. I want to remind you, though, if you want to get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who love the ideas of freedom, and many of whom are willing to record the police or record any uh, governmental uh, officials, so-called official then this is a place to be. Get together with other people in the same place. New Hampshire was chosen as uh, the Free State Project to bring thousands of like-minded people together. We have over 1,000 people here now in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 11,000 have pledged to make the move, and uh, you could be a part of it. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's freestateproject.org, because what we found is that numbers matter. But all that said, I mean, Jimmy Justice is, is a loner. I mean, there's nobody that he's teamed up with. He's doing this all by himself on the streets of the biggest city in the United States, in New York City, and he's out there confronting these cops. I mean, that's a, it's a pretty risky scenario, and, and he's here to take your, your phone calls and talk about uh, his experiences out there trying to hold these government bureaucrats accountable, which, according to you, Jimmy, that pretty much all you've ever heard ever has happened, despite you presenting evidence of these people committing crimes, is a two-day suspension. Did you indicate whether that suspension was with or without pay? Without pay. Without pay, okay. So sometimes these cops will get suspended with pay, and then it's like a, a paid vacation for them for getting in trouble. Let's go back to uh, David, though. I think David had one more question, then we're going to move on to uh, some other folks that have questions for Jimmy Justice. Go ahead, David. Sure. Okay, this is my question. So, um, and this is for you too, Ian, if you want to. Um, so we've established that people can secretly film and audio tape. So Only, um, oh, hold on, David, only in some states. So, you yeah, know, it all depends well, on what right. state you're in. New Hampshire, for instance, is a two party consent state oh, uh, is it really? yeah so so if you don't know any better if you don't know what the laws are in your state it's always safe to simply inform the person you're recording and let them know hey you're being video and audio recorded now that's yeah. not legal advice but that's just my uh, suggestion okay so then this right. part is just i would add and i would tell people um to research their local laws because uh, i'm just familiar with new york state law and wherever you live you should research your local laws and find out what types of public photography and videography with audio are permissible. Yeah. Okay, so if you can do it secretly and thereby um, avoid a confrontation, avoid possible arrest, avoid possible police abuse, who knows what they do to you, if you can avoid that by being secret about it, why not be secret about it? Thanks and for I'll the call, just David. listen off the air. Appreciate Thanks. it. Go ahead, Jimmy. Did you, did you catch oh, yeah, his question? Hello? Hey, did you catch his question? Why not be secret about it if oh, yeah. you can? I, I think he, he was just asking why I don't just do it secretly instead of walking right up to them. And when I first started doing this, um, I, I'm not going to say that I was secret about it. I wasn't hiding behind the tree. But I would stand on the corner quietly, and I would have my video camera panned very wide so you could see the whole scene. And then the cops wouldn't wait for me to say anything. I wasn't even planning on saying anything. I was just going to make a video 
quietly and then send it into the proper authorities, to the supervisors. But the moment they saw the camera, something went off in them, and they came over and started to confront me. Mm. And these confrontations were really lively and funny, and right. I just went with it. And then that is the style that, uh, that I use when I do this. Um, now, sometimes I do go up to them first and ask them tough questions or hurl some insults at them as they're walking away. Plus, but if, usually when they see the camera, they come up to me and start threatening me. If, if you don't have the, uh, if you don't give them the opportunity to say anything, you never know for certain what it was that they were doing. But I mean, when you do go up to them, and even if you scold them, they have the opportunity to rebut. They can say, hey, yeah, you know, I was responding to a burglary inside of that pastry shop. They're like moths to the flame. I mean, they could completely ignore you and go about their business, but no, they they come up to you and start things. You know, had they not done that, the video would be nowhere near as interesting. They they essentially make the video. Absolutely. 100%. Let's go. Let's go to Ben. He's in uh, New York City. Ben, you're on with Jimmy Justice. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Um, I was uh, just wondering, have you ever been arrested doing this? Good question, Ben. Oh, that's a very good question. I've never been arrested for doing this, or I've been threatened with arrest many times for everything from uh, causing a scene in public, or disorderly conduct. Uh, I've been threatened with arrest for obstructing a pedestrian sidewalk, even though I said, by the way, I am a pedestrian. I'm using my feet to <laughs> see transport the, see my the body. Feet? Uh, so I've been threatened with arrest many times. I've even been chased a few times on foot. Uh, I've even had one or two uh, car chases where I outran them and got away, and uh, but they've never physically arrested me. That's awesome. Now, to be fair, uh, you you are doing this to a lot of traffic cops. Do they have the power to arrest? Uh, in most cases, they do not, um, but they have a radio, and they can call in the sure. NYPD at any time, and they'll be glad to come in and make an arrest. Uh, ben, any follow-up questions for Jimmy? What's the reason for calling all of these uh, officers, you know, names and, and all that? Well, I, I realized when I first made these videos, if, uh, if I do it quietly, without any of this color commentary, the videos would be as boring as watching paint dry, and nobody would want to watch them. So I needed to sensationalize them a little bit, at least in the beginning, until I got my name out there. And I wanted people to watch videos because the more public support I have, the more we could uh, light a fire under uh, City Hall and force the mayor, force uh, the police department to behave properly. Ben, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I mean, it really, when you hear uh, Jimmy uh, haranguing these people on video, uh, yeah, it's true that that's not going to change their hearts and minds. But all that said, they're so insulated. I mean, they, they, there's no chance they're going to change. To me, at least this is the way I feel, they're not going to change their heart and mind simply because they got caught uh, red-handed. They're going to go about doing the same exact thing they've, we've uh, seen they've scientific, always done. We've seen scientific research that shows that people that have, when people are given power that they tend to abuse it once a person has power that they tend to abuse it whereas people that don't have power want to obey the rules and that kind of thing those that enforce them tend to you know suddenly think oh well you know hey i'm the parking person i decide who parks where i am the great parking god and i of course can park by the fire hydrant when there's a fire going on and you know nothing nothing will be said to me and the right nothing likely will be said to them. Jimmy, any thoughts? Yeah, in most cases, uh, New Yorkers go about their daily business. They go to work. 
uh, and they don't do anything about this. And um, I'm one of the first people to pick up a camera and uh, fight back against it. I think you've probably inspired a lot of folks. Have you heard from people that have seen your videos on YouTube and maybe emailed you somehow and got in touch and you know said, wow, you know, you're really an inspiration, and maybe they shared with you some of the videos that they've done? As a matter of fact, uh, I get emails all the time, and uh, many of them, uh, people ask me uh, how to go about this. Like they want to be the Jimmy Justice of their city. <laughs> and, you know, and I advise them on how to do it. And I give them some tips and pointers. And, I, and like I said, I wanted there to be as many copycats uh, out there as possible. But simultaneously, I, I don't want to see anyone get beaten up or, sure. or arrested by the police. So do it and use your common sense while you're doing it. Uh, interesting enough, I, uh, I have been pen pals with this group of people from the Ukraine. And they sent me some videos. Um, I don't speak Ukrainian or Russian. And it's, it's hard for me to really understand everything that's going on there. But... The traffic police in the Ukraine are so much more corrupt than what's going on here in New York and other parts of America. Uh, And we're talking about open bribery uh, in the streets and not just for petty violations like you forgot to put on your turning signal when you change lanes. There are people who are driving drunk. They get stopped by the Ukrainian road police and they pay a bribe of like 100 grivna, which would be equivalent to 10 or 15 Jimmy, stick with us. We're going to come back with we'll come back with more of Jimmy Justice in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. You made an illegal U-turn in a business district. You made an illegal U-turn in a business district, and I have it on video. Don't do that. What kind of example are you for the citizens of New York? You're a police officer. You're not supposed to make a U-turn within a business district. Can you get out of my face? You're not allowed to make a U-turn in a business district in the city of New York. You violated the law. You're supposed to. Come on, arrest me. I don't have the authority to arrest you, but I have the authority to videotape you, call 311, and file a report against you. Call I will. Because I have it all on video. You're supposed to enforce the law, not violate the law. Get out of my face. I'm going to get you up here. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. If you've got a question for Jimmy Justice, he is with us uh, for the remainder of the hour. 1-855-450-3733. Just an audio clip there from one of his many videos on his YouTube channel. You can search for Jimmy Justice on Google. It'll be the first result that comes up. That video that I was just playing has nearly 700,000 views. So, I mean, this is a tactic that has resulted in quite a bit of publicity for what uh, Jimmy's been doing. Which A is lot of pl- people would say that this is, uh, you know, badgering, uh, you know, the government workers that are here to protect us. A lot of people would say that. But what they're Right, choosing- I've been banned from the courthouse for doing something similar. I mean, well, not, not quite as... Uh, in your face. What but. they're choosing to not look at in this circumstance is every one of these people has broken the laws that they have sworn to protect. Mm. 
to uphold. And it is in, in a lot of cases, like parking in front of a fire hydrant and, uh, you know, double parking out in the middle. I mean, double parking means parking in the middle of the street is what that means. Uh, they're endangering people. You could be coming along, not paying attention, looking at something else, and wham, you hit one of these cars. Let's uh, bring Jimmy back on here. Uh, Jimmy Justice is with us, calling from Brooklyn. Are you there, sir? Yes, sir. All right, so uh, let's jump right back into the call, shall we, unless you have any comments on what Mark just said? Um, we could take some phone calls. That's fine. All right, let's talk to Jerry. He's on the line in Myrtle Beach in uh, listening to WRNN. Jerry, you're on with Jimmy Justice. Hey, how are y'all doing? It's Gary. I'm sorry. It's, sorry, I Gary. get called Jerry all the time. Go no ahead. problem, no problem. Go ahead with your thoughts. Listen, I told... I totally commend him for what he's doing, and I totally agree with it. I see it everywhere. I mean, we're just a little small town. We're no big city like New York, and I see it all the time. I'm driving down a highway doing the speed limit, and they're coming by me speeding and and so on and so on. But I've been listening to you guys for a little while, and, and your take on things is to privatize a lot of our government. And the comment that you made just a little bit earlier about these people breaking the law. It goes all the way up the chain. There's so much corruption in our own government. It's really it's really scary. Sure. But if you was to privatize, uh, I'm assuming that you would want to privatize our police department and, and privatize our government. But if you did privatize our police department, I mean, what exactly would change? You're still going to have the same type of scenarios and 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 to be honest with well, you, well, I don't you like the term. I don't like the term privatization personally. I think that uh, that that carries with it a connotation that you'd be granting, you know, some sort of authority to a private corporation, and that that's a scary idea to me. I, I don't like that idea personally. So no, I, I don't advocate privatization. Did you not? Did you not one time on one of your shows wanted to privatize the military? No, I don't want to privatize anything. What I want to do is abolish the uh, the government that uh, we currently have and replace it with a consensual so- solution where people consent in. To hiring services provided by what is not a monopoly but a marketplace of uh, of options. That way, if the police are behaving badly, you can simply not contract with them. You cannot pay their salary because right now, if you're disappointed with the way the police are behaving, you're forced to pay for it. And that's what I have a problem with is the force. But I'll tell you what. I thought you had a question for Jimmy Justice. I apologize. Did you not have one? Yes. Uh, well, I was just going to ask him if if. That uh, well, I mean, it was a question for both of you. If you privatized it, you know what would change. Well, I don't, I don't think question. I don't think Jimmy is here uh, advocating any particular policy. But I'll tell you what, Jerry, if you want to get deeper into that subject, we'd be happy to in the next hour. I can put you back on hold and we can talk to you. Then I want to make sure we have enough time for Jimmy here and, and anybody that has questions specifically for him. But Jimmy, let's talk about solutions. I mean, is there anything that can change this situation that we're currently dealing with with these uh, these government bureaucrats just doing whatever it is they want to and pretty much being almost completely un- unaccountable for it? Well, what I've seen from my experience is public outrage is what causes City Hall to change its policies. And in my situation, uh, there have been many people who watched my videos on my YouTube page, and they've been outraged that uh, the cops in New York just get away with all this. And they've complained to City Hall, and they actually have done some things to attempt to curb the problem. One of the problems we have here, parking placards, which means uh, if you work for a particular government agency, uh, they give you a placard, you put in the windshield of your car, which basically means immunity Mm. from towing, immunity from parking tickets. And you can park in a place where the rest of the public is not allowed to. However, these placards get abused all the time. Oh, I bet. After hours, the same person uh, who maybe was working for the Board of Education from 9 to 5, 
Then he's going to a restaurant with his family. He'll park at a hydrant and put the placard in his window <laughs> and uh, and not get any tickets. But if you or I parked there, we get ticketed and we can get towed. Um, the city has taken away many placards, and they've also instructed the NYPD Internal Affairs Division to investigate placard abuse and placard fraud. And uh, they've taken away about 30 or 40 percent of these placards. Uh, and they're also doing things to uh, to make sure, and they investigate. If they see a placarded car parked improperly, they look into it. And if the driver uh, is not on an emergency or not doing his job, but rather just running a personal errand, they hold him accountable. They tow the vehicle, and he has to pay for it himself. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's a step in the right direction, and the the placard, I guess, the placard bearers are a a step down in a, an authority from the uh, the, 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 the enforcement cops. officers. But uh, you know, I mean, to some extent or another, they're all the king's men, right? So uh, so now, if you look at the Jimmy Justice YouTube channel, again, just Google Jimmy Justice, first option that comes up, you can see that there are a number of videos that you released kind of in a batch uh, several years ago. And then since then, uh, the amount of videos that you produced has kind of slowed down a bit. And as you pointed out, you're not really going out looking for this anymore so much as you used to. Is this something that could ever become, you know, like a full-time job or, or something that could replace? I don't even know what your regular you know career is, and I don't know if you want to tell us. Uh, but is this something that you would be interested in doing on a full-time basis? Could it somehow parlay into that just based on, like, contributions from fans? Have you ever thought about that? Well, I don't get paid for what I do. I do this merely as a public service. And there have been times that uh, fans have donated uh, money, you know, via PayPal, and and I've used that to buy a better camera. But uh, if it could parlay into some kind of full-time job, I would do it. Uh, I do have a day job. I work as an audio systems engineer on location. And I also work as a photographer. And just in the past couple of months, I've been very busy at work, and I've had less free time to go out and try to make some new videos. Mm. Uh, some people think I, I'm arrested and I'm in jail, and that's why uh, they haven't seen new videos in right. the past month or two. But uh, when I have uh, more free time, I will go out and make some new ones. Great. Well, I, I'm just so pleased that we've uh, we've had the, the chance to uh, to talk to you here uh, on Free Talk Live tonight. Is there anything else that you know you feel like you haven't covered uh, in this interview that you you want to get out there to our listeners? I would just like to tell all the listeners that uh, nowadays mobile phones are so technically advanced; they all have video cameras in them. When your contract is over with your mobile phone carrier and you're due for an upgrade of a new phone, get one that has a video camera capability. And therefore, it's in your mobile phone. You always have it with you wherever mm-hmm. you go. Learn your local laws. Uh, learn what the police can do and what they can't do. Learn the laws of filming in public in your particular city. And if you see something wrong, go out and make a video and put it on YouTube and then see the public reaction and see if people think that you're right or if the police are right. You know, there are times that the police are right. Uh, I've made some videos in which I thought um, I was right, and before I posted videos and published them, I did a little more research into the law, and I said, hmm, in this situation, it's a little bit gray. I can't say the cop was 100% wrong. I'm not going to post the video. So, you know, people should use their judgment, and of course, don't ever interfere with the police while they're doing their job. Um, And other things are just common sense. Uh, If you have warrants against you, you... (laughs) <laughs> Probably should not be one of the people making these kind of videos. Probably not. If you're not. carrying contraband, don't make these videos. Um, 
it's probably a smart idea not to make these videos from your car because the cops can see your license plate tag mm-hmm. uh, and use it against you. They'll come back and write you 50 parking tickets uh, in any way that they can. I try to do this as anonymously as possible. Uh, I don't make these videos from my car. Um, and it might be naive of me to say that the cops don't know my real identity or where I live, uh, but I don't want to make it easy for them because if they find out where I live, they're going to come to my house and write me 100 tickets as yeah. revenge. And we've seen stories of where it's it's happened, um, a situation... Oh, I can't remember. I think it was a Louisville. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, where you know some people vi- videotaped the cops d- doing something wrong, and the cops came back and ticketed everybody on the street. So, Jimmy Justice, thanks again for coming on Free Talk Live. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen his videos, take a moment and Google Jimmy Justice. It'll be the first result that comes up. Got all kinds of uh, entertainment for you there. And uh, Jimmy, thanks for coming on. All right, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Have appreciate a great it, weekend. More coming up here in moments. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is the Live Saturday edition. For- Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week, discreet packaging and shipping, and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, get interactive there with other Free Talk Live listeners in a variety of ways. One of the main uh, features of the site allows you to control the content. You can vote on the items that are there. You can submit new items to it. And when I say items, I mean news stories, blog posts, videos, whatever it is you find interesting, you think our other listeners will enjoy. You submit it as show prep, and then others can vote. And the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So go ahead, get interactive. It's all free over at freetalklive.com. Now, we had a gentleman call in last hour. And we were talking with Jimmy Justice throughout the hour, and his question wasn't wasn't really related to uh, to Jimmy. So I kind of I said, "Well, hang on. Well, if you want to dig into this topic further, you can hang on. We'll talk to you further." He didn't hang on, but I still felt it was worth uh, digging into it a little bit further since he did bring it up. And it was the question of, "Well, don't you guys advocate private police privatizing?" He said, "Don't you advocate privatizing the police?" And which is essentially a true statement, but. We don't. You, I think that words are very important. I don't think it's a true statement because of words being important. Because uh, the term privatization always comes with connotations of corporate favoritism. The idea being that there's this government monopoly on policing, and that if we were to privatize it, then there would be a corporate monopoly uh, on policing instead. Right. Who wants that? And that doesn't sound very good right. to me. So it's uh, like the government. In some places, the government handles electri- the distribution of electricity or water. In some places. Private organizations that have been granted a monopoly Correct. by the government on the distribution of power or water do this give provide the same terrible customer service that the government would provide because they have a monopoly. Right, so monopolies no. provide terrible customer service. The government is a monopoly corporation, and it is the only monopoly. There is there has never been a monopoly that was not granted by the government and enforced by it because. 
you know, there can't be a natural monopoly. Somebody's always going to compete. Now, they may compete in poorly. Theory, in theory, Mark, there could be right, like, a perfect so. monopoly. There could be a monopoly based on the fact that the company gives total customer service, the best possible price, and the best possible product, and that no one has ever deemed, well, I think I should compete with them uh, in, in an open market. If you narrow enough, um, you know, that, uh, that, you know, distributions of, uh, you know, wide-brim purple yakskin caps, um, then, you know, there may be a monopoly there. But there's still no monopoly in headgear. No, I see. I see where you're coming from. Uh, so, uh, so to use the term privatization is in no way accurate for what I believe, which is I would rather have a, an open market uh, in protection services or in whatever service we're talking about, whether it's government schools, government uh, police enforcement, fire protection. I don't believe it should be offered by a monopoly, and I don't believe that people should be forced to pay for products or services that they don't value. If what it is that you're offering to the marketplace is valuable, people will pay for it. Period. If fire protection is valuable, and I believe it is, if police protection is valuable, and I believe people want to be protected at different levels. Some people want like total 24-hour protection. Some people maybe just a, you know ride through from time to time in the neighborhood. Some people maybe not, maybe just want locks on their doors. So everybody has their own value system as far as what level of protection they're looking for. But with the government, you don't get to pick and choose. There's no different plans. You don't get different options. There's nothing on the table where you can say, well, I'd like this uh, option and this option. I'm willing to pay for this. No, you don't get to do any of that stuff. Whereas what we saw, what we see happening actually in Detroit is that the, the police in Detroit have basically said, well, we're just going to go ahead and shut down our offices for 16 hours a day. And, you know, if you need policing services uh, in those times, well, sorry, you're just going to wait until the Leave office opens up. Uh, so they're, they're essentially just pulling back and they're not providing any services to, uh, to, to people in certain areas of Detroit. And so those people have uh, basically banded together and they've come up with their own options. And there are actually private protection services coming up in Detroit. And we talked about one of those protection services that – is uh, you know they actually are offering a contract. You actually get into an agreement with these people. They they agree that they're going to respond within a certain period of time. And know? I'd like to like we really what you need to to show is the difference um, you know between government and private in this particular area. If I hire somebody to protect me at my house, now remember this is in a world where I don't have to pay for police protection because I don't feel like I'm getting it. Um, if I hire, you know, use that money to hire somebody to protect me at my house, I'm going to have some kind of legal recourse. I'm going to be able to take them to court if I get robbed and say, hey, you know, you were supposed to uh, protect me from burglaries. And mm-hmm. that didn't happen. I want I, I lost a, a big screen TV and some uh, jewelry and I want that, uh, you know, be compensated for that. And, you know, they would be they would compensate you for that. Does anyone listening to me believe that the government is going to compensate them? If they get burglarized? No way. You're lucky if they'll, you know, you're lucky if they'll even follow up on the report that you file with them. So, no. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. The Supreme Court has ruled again and again, and many courts across the nation um, have ruled again and again, the government has no obligation to protect you. They just don't have that obligation. It's not part of the deal. There is no deal. I mean, that's really ultimately what what it comes down to. They tax you. And you pay whatever it is they demand, or else they steal your home from you. And then they provide you with whatever arbitrary level of service they deem appropriate. So if they decide not to show up when you call them, too bad. You can't hold them accountable for it. You can complain, but they don't even have to listen to you. It doesn't matter. If they show up uh, you know, too late and uh, you, you know, your friend or your loved one was, uh, was killed by the intruder, sorry. 
There are cases just like this. There's some young women in, I can't remember where it was. Uh, uh, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Were, were being uh, you know, brutalized and raped over the course of a, of, of a whole night. Made several calls and couldn't get response. Right, and the lawsuit went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court determined that there was no obligation to provide any sort of services, so therefore there was no standing for those people to uh, to sue the police department. And one has to ask, if I'm obligated to pay these people's salary, but they're not obligated to protect me, in whatever level they're they're not obligated, because I mean, you know, the, the military is going to protect the White House and the bases, they're not going to protect my house. Nope. At, at, you know, I mean, why would they? Um, and, you know, whatever government agents, they're not going to protect me. They may protect the nation, and and as a result, I may get some some protection, no doubt about it. But doesn't they have, seem likely. It seems they, like they're putting us in danger. They have no obligation to protect me. Certainly, I feel their foreign policy does that. So if they have no obligation to protect me, and they've ruled that themselves, then what obligation do I have to them? Right. One thing that could change this situation almost overnight would be to simply move from a government that is coercively funded to one that is consensually funded. Overnight, that would change how responsive they are. Because they know that you don't – it doesn't matter how you feel about their service. They know. You can go and complain to the city council or, or town selectmen or whatever. You can complain. But ultimately, it doesn't hardly ever result in any changes happening. For all the police advisory panels or boards, uh, these citizens, watchdog groups that are watching over the police, the abuses continue. They continue to arrest uh, peaceful people. They continue to arrest cameramen. It's not cameramen. just the police. There's all kinds every, – every government agency out there is abusing its power because it's they can. a monopoly. Right. So all that has to change is the funding structure. Make it so people can voluntarily choose how much money to send in taxes. And all of a sudden, those government bureaucrats will become very customer service oriented. Right. And I'm not saying that you listening to me, that you person listening to me, has to give up whatever it is that they want to have from the government. I'm just asking you, shouldn't I be able to opt out of services that I don't want? If I believe I can get better services someplace else, shouldn't I be able to ask for them? Like, for instance, my son is homeschooled. Why should I be paying for other people's kids' education when I and, and the money's taken directly from my kids' education in order to educate other people's ed, uh, kids? Mark, you need to pay your fair share. This is what we do to have a functioning society. How does my son have a fair share? Well, How come these people that have nicer else? cars, that have live in bigger houses, that send their kids to public school, how come they have a fair share of my money, but I don't have a fair share of theirs? That's a good question. Let's continue here with your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Aaron's listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk in Kansas City. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Ian and Big Daddy. What's happening? Is there something um, I don't know, Mark? Big Daddy Rhino Schwantz. That's the uh, that's that's what uh, people that really respect me say. This is news to me. Yeah, I thought it was just his pet it's a, name for it's you. It's a Sunday show joke. Gotcha. Go ahead, sir. Um, I was calling concerning a story that was posted to the uh, Free Talk Live website. Um, if I remember correctly, the title of it was uh, "Store on Indian Reservation Seized." Um, it's about a story about Catholic General Store, which is a store on an Indian reservation in the state of Kansas. The Department of Revenue in the state of Kansas seized it for failure to pay sales taxes that she had no obligation to pay. Um, There was a court case back in the 90s where that was determined. So she was not charging sales tax on any of the stuff that uh, she was selling. And uh, a few weeks ago, they went and seized um, her store, her personal car. Tell me more about it Um, in a moment. Aaron, we'll come back to you here in just a bit. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. How dare she behave like a free person? It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark 
Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and you are invited to take control of these airwaves. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. That's one 855 Four five zero three seven three three. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there. Listening options are available. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband streams for different internet connection sizes, uh, plus our over 100 great radio stations that air the show throughout the week at various different times. You can get a list of those, uh, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air KU-band channel, the webcam, the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, plenty of ways to listen. Get Free Talk Live into your ears. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com has everything that the outdoors enthusiast might want, and they have them at rates that you won't believe. You've got to go over there and check out their prices. They've got knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. They're family-owned and members in good standing with the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is when you're dealing with folks online. Some prices are so low, they can't even be mentioned on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. That's coupon code FTL at ManVentureOutpost.com. Let's go back to Aaron listening to XM's Extreme Talk. Aaron, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you're mentioning there was a story on our website, which, again, our listeners can go and control the content there. So it was listener submitted. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen this particular story. It's uh, it's about – because there's a lot of stuff on our website. But you said that it was about an, uh, a Native American lady – who uh, was running a, a some sort of a, a general store and uh, had there was a court decision that had said that she could uh, run this without collecting sales tax, but then was busted for not collecting sales tax. Did I understand you correctly? Um, that's basically correct. Um, back in the '90s, she had a bunch of legal battles, and it was determined by the court because she's Native American operating on a reservation, she had no obligation to collect state sales tax. And then a little bit over a decade later, they. Kansas Department of Revenue came back in, seized her store, seized her car. Her husband had a heart attack. Her mother had a panic attack and had to be put in the hospital. Oh just a big mess. So tell me more. What do you, um, what do you think about this? I think it's proof that you cannot trust the state because despite the fact that she had a, you know, a ruling from the court that she had no obligation to collect these monies, they're now you know, seized everything and claim she owes nearly $2 million in back wow. taxes. And if they're right, they get $2 million. If they're wrong, they spend the uh, taxpayers' money fighting their way through this, and no, and there's no, and nobody gets, you know, they, nobody who's actually done this has any kind of penalty. Well, right. If they're wrong, she loses her business either way. Yeah. Right? Because they've taken her store from her. She's not in there operating it now. Uh, I don't imagine the state's operating the store, so it's it's been closed down, has it? Has it? Yes, they seized the store, and then they sent in... Uh 
people with trucks and looted the store that day. They took oh, all God. of our product out and put it up for auction later that week. Right, so they so, could make whatever uh, booty they could possibly uh, get, take their spoils, so to speak, from the defeat of their enemy, which is you and I. It's horrible. And so this this woman has had her. Uh, I mean, did, did, did they seize her bank account too while they were at it? Um, I believe so. They they basically seized everything but her but her house, oh, and I'm God. surprised they didn't seize that too because they took her personal vehicle and That's like horrifying. I said, her husband had a heart attack, and he, she has no way to get to the hospital to visit him. It's oh. it just disturbing. That's it's horrifying, Aaron. Um, I want to thank you for bringing that up tonight. Anything else you want to say on it? Um, no, that's it. Um, I had a great time at Liberty Forum, and I hope to see you all at Pork Fest. Oh, so. fantastic. The Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up June 18th through the 24th. And, Aaron, thanks for the call tonight. It was good to meet you at uh, the Liberty Forum as well. It's a uh, over-the-road truck driver who actually heard about Free Talk Live because he found us on XM Satellite Radio and then came up to, to hang out at the Liberty Forum. Which Love is, XM. Yeah, people uh, people had a good time there this uh, this last weekend. 855-450-FREE. XM is one of those things that you might choose to call a monopoly. Uh, now that Sirius and XM have uh, gone together, there is no other satellite It's radio government granted. Um, well, they – what do you mean? Well, they got permission from the government to uh, to do what they're doing. Well, they and got they, permission they, of the government to the, – the government allowed them to merge their companies. No, you don't go up and uh, put up a satellite without the, the FCC's knowing. You don't create a service like that yeah, without the FCC's true. blessing. Something, something flying in space probably belongs to the government to some extent or another. Right. You don't get to transmit uh, – there's governmental rules there. Like, for instance, Mark, when um, – Free Talk Live has a KU band channel, which is uh, it's another satellite channel, but it doesn't compete with XM because it's ground based. You can't have KU on a mobile uh, unit. So XM and Sirius are very unique in that you can receive them without a dish mounted to the top of your car. That would look funny. Yeah. Uh, and it would be impossible to use because you, the dish would always have to be pointing at the satellite. And obviously you're moving around, so it would be impossible to do that. Um, so it doesn't compete with XM and Sirius in any way, shape, or form. But even when I signed up for that that channel, there was still some sort of acknowledgement of uh, FCC approval. I don't remember exactly what the form said, but you know the the satellite uplink provider sent me some sort of form saying you had to you have know, some kind of obeisance to the uh, the liege. Yeah, exactly. So the FCC is in total control over satellite communications, from what I can understand. I don't think they pay as close attention to what goes on there as they do, say, to broadcast radio. Uh, but all that said. The, the FCC is still involved. So you cannot, Mark, just uh, find some investors, launch a, launch a satellite yourself, and create a competing agency to, uh, to Sirius and XM. Not without can't, asking permission. Can't do it. So you are correct in your statement that it is effectively a, a government-approved monopoly. But it's not a monopoly in the area of audio content delivery. Of audio entertainment, right. correctly. They're still competing with local radio stations, competing with internet uh, content delivery, and so on and so forth. So... Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just a few more thoughts on this uh, this situation with the uh, the Native American lady that she thought she didn't have to collect sales tax. That's what they told her in the past. That's what the court decisions uh, said. And then, lo and behold, they changed their mind, decided they want to come after her. What can you do about that? Especially after they've raided your bank account and they've raided uh, your business and sold off all your assets. How are you going to afford a lawyer in that case? How would you? How are you going to get a lawyer when they've taken your car, the mm-hmm. assets from your business, likely locked the business door, uh, taken oh, yeah. all the money from it and your bank account, and they leave you with a house in which to live, which likely has a mortgage payment on it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and your husband's in the hospital. You can't go see. What in the world do you do? 
I guess you get on welfare at that point. Yeah, well, that's what the government does. The government breaks your legs and hands you a crutch. And that's says, what Boy, it does. Thank goodness we're here for you. Yeah, yeah, we've given you a crutch. You couldn't live without us if we didn't give you a crutch. It's sick. To a lesser or greater extent, that's what it always does. And it's stories like this that I think really make it clear. They believe they own you. Look how they act. They act like you are their serf and that you will do as you're told. And if you don't, Master's going to send his uh, enforcers along and he's going to get what he wants. Or in this case, they are going to get what they want from you. And they're going to go to sleep just fine that night. Oh, yeah. The people who did that job that, uh, you know, robbed this woman and this uh, this family of their of their livelihood. They're just doing their jobs. They'll sleep just fine. You know, they're lawbreakers. They'll just tell they have all kinds of things they can tell themselves. They were breaking the law. Even though their, you know, their judges said that she wasn't breaking the law 10 years ago. Sure, but if a different judge said something different now, then yeah. that overrides all of that. Yep. Yeah. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here. 1-855-450-3733. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. More time for your calls about whatever's on your mind coming up. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Saturday edition of the program, the toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable collections. Uh, they do early out billing. They do all kinds of accounts receivable work, and they do it for businesses like yours. If you got into the business that you got into in order to do what it was that you were uh, passionate about, and that wasn't collecting on you know past due accounts or whatever SACL CAI can handle that for you they'll do it in a manner that is uh, different than uh, a lot of collections company they do it with respect they know that not only do you want to uh, collect your money but you want to keep your clients too it's it's very important they they handle that aspect of your business and they'll do it in a way that will uh, you know you, it'll handle the vexing task of collections and you'll uh, you'll make more money as a result SACL CAI you can see their banner at freetalklive.com it's the top one on the right hand side of the page all right, so let's continue with you and your thoughts. You can bring up what you want. And ladies, first, let's go to Lisa listening in Delaware to WGMD-FM. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm calling about the um, the gentleman that called in about the Native American lady that had lost everything except for her house that they had took from her. Mm-hmm. Um, the understanding I get is that the on the Indian reservations, the government has not a thing to do with what goes on because they consider it a nation within a nation. Yeah, so it's, it's sort of a lesser nation, yeah. Right. Well, it's, you know, that's, but that's how they see it, a nation sure. within a nation. Yes. In and, theory, at least, that's the idea, but it 
don't doesn't. But really they have a, like a, a Department of uh, you know Indian Affairs, and they have all kinds of things. I mean, they 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 have the they believe that they rule over those nations. Exactly, but you know, if if they're not gonna if they're not gonna if they're not gonna have allow them to have or even help them, like say like um, like like we have out here um, in, in in Delaware and other states. Uh, the social services and and the benefits that that they, the social services provide, which it comes initially from the government, state and the government, they they don't have that um, there on the Indian reservations. They don't provide that for them. Um, they do have some they, kind they of uh... for themselves. That's why they open up the casinos and this, that, and the other to to generate um, fu- funding and and money for their their Indian reservation. Well, I'm not sure that that's exactly true. Um, so they do have some kind of government assistance that goes to many that go to many of these reservations. The reason that they have these casinos and that kind of thing is that it's a nod to the fact that they are their own people. They are their you know the, the, I'm using quotation marks around the word nation. Uh, if they were their own nation, they could tell the federal government to stay off their land and that they wouldn't be able to send a single government agent in. But they really can't do that. But um, you know they're they're supposed to be their own sort of autonomous uh, state within a state and that kind of thing. So that's why they're able to open up ca- casinos is because well you know they're they're not under all the same rules. Exactly. So I, and basically by what you just got done saying, and th- th- that should still apply for the the ladies that they went in. It should. And Everything. It I should, mean, but it's, what, it's, but it's proof that it doesn't matter what the words on paper say, and it doesn't matter what the the men in the robes have said in the past. All that matters is what they do now, and what they do now, they pretty much can get away with. Uh, and if you don't like it, then uh, you can try to find the money to hire an attorney. But as was pointed out, her bank account was seized, so that's not possible. And that it well, also presumes talk- you can find an attorney who's willing to help you and actually go up against the state, which many of them are intimidated by that prospect. So uh, they pretty much can get away with whatever they want to. And if they're leaving you alone, it's just maybe just by chance or by luck that they haven't messed with you yet. Exactly. And and that's the way it's been from day one. Um Lisa, thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Adam, listening in northern Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Adam. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Go ahead. I just wanted to kind of expand on what the last caller was talking about. And also, um, the other day when Jason Talley was on, you were questioning what uh, someone meant when they met to be a sovereign. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember that, Ian, but um, it may, yeah, it's kind of, it means. Uh, sovereign nation, but you're exactly correct. Um, it doesn't really matter that it's, uh, yeah, you're a sovereign nation, but it's under our terms. You know what I mean? They, with everything with government, it's all picking sides and under their terms, you know, the predator just takes on something, you know, weak and just, yeah, you can have this little bit of sovereignty, but really, no, technically in black and white, it doesn't matter. And uh, the last caller was saying something that, like, they're their own government. They don't uh, – what it is is they're pretty much sovereign from the state in which they reside. But, the yeah, the federal government has very much of what – how much, quote, sovereignty they have. Right. They were supposed yeah. to be – as I understand, the Lakota Nation was supposed to be its own nation at some point. And uh, – and- you know, obviously, you know, you don't see it on you don't see it uh, on, on the map. map. 
right? You know, Lakota Nation uh, covers the span of five states, and, uh, you know, most people listening can't name them. Uh, I know they're South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, I don't know. I um, think gets in. Well, Adam, I think what you pointed Montana. out here is interesting, that they may be sovereign compared to the state-level government, but not to the federal government. And, and indeed, if you, you know, look at the Bureau of Indian Affairs on uh, Wikipedia, it shows you just how you know much regulation and involvement the federal government has with uh, with these Indian uh, reservations. Uh, you know, pointing out that the Office of Indian Services handles general assistance, disaster relief, child welfare, tribal government self determination, the reservation roads program. Then there's the Office of Justice Services, which funds law enforcement, tribal courts, detention facilities. I mean, it just goes on and on. Uh, so there's you know there's no shortage of governmental involvement in these so-called sovereign nations. Uh, definitely, it's not sovereign. I mean, it's like it's under their terms. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's uh, it fits none of the definitions of what sovereign means. Yeah, it's like war is peace, you know. Yeah. all that. It's nineteen eighty four sovereign. <laughs> exactly. Anything else you um, want to share tonight, Adam? That was it. I just wanted to add that I, I love what you guys are doing in the Free State, and everyone listening should go to Free State Project that org is it that is correct if they love liberty if you if you're listening you don't love liberty right. then don't bother going to that yeah, website I'm, just so on to that i'm a i'm a big supporter of what you and i what you guys do and i hope to be with you very soon thanks adam appreciate hearing from you and of course uh, freestateproject.org is the uh, is one of the longtime sponsors of this program but we were supporting the free state project before they decided to sponsor this show it's why we moved to new hampshire from our home state of florida and uh, we've been here now for almost you know, about five and a half years, I guess. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and it's been, a, it's been an amazing experience thus far, and it keeps getting better as more people come here and lend their, uh, their ideas and their talents to the idea of achieving, achieving liberty in our lifetime. So freestateproject.org. Let's go to Ross, who is in Arizona. Uh, someone else that uh, was at the recent Liberty Forum. Ross, uh, did you have a good time? Yeah, uh, great time. Drew and I uh, from the Freedom's Phoenix gang, we, uh, we got a lot of business taken care of. A lot, we built a lot of relationships there, but we had a good time, too. Excellent. So what were you calling about tonight? Um, not a big topic, and I, I doubt that it will be answered tonight. It's a sort of endless question about uh, the effectiveness of bumper stickers and sort of one-way marketing. Um, I know you guys, you run a radio show, you built it up from the ground up, and Obviously, you and Mark have do a lot of, of sales, so I think that's, a, that's an important question just in general in sales. But um, I was kind of wondering about, like, bumper stickers, especially, like, the Ron Paul ones or Liberty. And I have a few, but I'm not really sure. Like, how do I know if I'm effective, you know? I kind of think bumper stickers are like political yard signs. Um, they, you know, they, they may be effective during a... They they may be effective, for, uh, slightly effective with some people, but I think that to some extent it rallies the base. Um, you know, if somebody sees your Ron Paul bumper sticker and hey, they Ron like Ron Paul, Paul yeah, RonPaul2012.com, <laughs> you know, they get all excited or whatever, and that's a good thing. You know you're not alone. That's something. Right, and, you know, t- yeah. consider that some people may not go to the polls if they don't think that their candidate can win. Um, so, therefore, if you rally that person to some extent, then you're they're more likely to go vote, and that's a good thing. Um, sometimes, I think political yard signs are most effective with candidates that are running on a very local level where pe- nobody knows who's running. You know, uh, Mr. Smith and Mr. Johnson are running, and, uh, you know, one, one puts up a sign, they're likely to win. We can talk more about this one-way marketing here in a moment if you'd like. You can stick with us, 855 855- 450 free ross i'm with ross in arizona your calls as well about whatever's on your mind coming up this is free talk live 
Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Take control of these airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. You can bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You are invited to uh, enjoy the site, courtesy of uh, our great advertisers and our our supporters, our listeners that support the show. The site's free. A lot of those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites, and we give ours away. So go and get interactive over there at freetalklive.com. But if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks per month, and we invest that into Free Talk Live. Getting on more radio stations, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's worth three bucks a month to you, you'll get perks too. You get uh, access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast and forum. Go and get the details and get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website over at amp.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us, your three bucks. Uh, That's amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we continue here, uh, we've got somebody on the amp lines right now. Actually, Ross is with us listening in Arizona. And Ross, you'd called in asking about, uh, you know, what do we think about the idea of one-way marketing, uh, which I think you described as like uh, having a bumper sticker. Would you also dis- uh, describe, uh, say, for instance, stamping dollar bills as one-way marketing? Would that also count? Um, yeah, I think that it's a broad category, you know, sign-waving and all that. But the one thing that made me think about the bumper stickers, though, is that I think I think there's different situations where having a bumper sticker for something you support, and then if you're driving around like a jerk, I think that would probably hurt your cause. So for sure. Couldn't help. I know, yeah, I know that some days I've got a lot of things to do. I have these Ron Paul magnets that I slap on. So if I, if I know that I'm going to be pretty much a jerk all day long on the road, <laughs> I, I take those off. Um, Stop being a jerk on the I, road is my advice first. Yeah. It's Phoenix. You got to cut across like six lanes, so, uh, I'll take your word for right. it. If you, maybe you can get away with it in Phoenix, but uh, around here, uh, you know, in Little Keene, New Hampshire, you're going to see the same people on the roads uh, again and again. So I guess it would all depend on yeah, where you live. If you have live. a distinctive car, you're going to be seen everywhere. Right? I, I tend to recommend driving with courtesy, yeah. but but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and I do have some other stickers that I leave on all the time. I know that that one from Liberty stickers, the Obama uh, War one. I think that's fantastic because in Phoenix. I don't need to convince the conservatives to be against Obama. It's the it's the liberals like in Tempe. We're going to a party tonight. I think it's important to show them that this guy has bloodlust. So I think I think that sticker is effective, um, but sometimes maybe not. The sticker um, you're referring to, it, there's there's different uh, ones, right? So Mark Mark has a sticker. What's yours say, Mark? Mine, mine says that uh, Obama has fired more cruise missiles than all other Nobel Peace Prize winners combined. Oh yeah, I, it triggers it triggers cognitive dissonance, right? I, and I like that. Um, it, uh, it, so it, but anyway, uh, I think one solution to the one-way marketing that, at least with our project we've come across with our, our Silver Dime Barter project, is uh, is that on the back you can scan it with your phone, the, the QR code, and one of the guys in our project can take the data from what city you're scanning it, and we can kind of see where the cards are going. So that's kind of like a benefit where you can at least see something that comes back, uh, I guess you could like put signs up that still have a QR code and then see how many people click on it. 
Yeah, obviously uh, tracking and that sort of thing is pretty useful. I've been stamping uh, dollar bills for years now. I don't, I don't even know how many years I've been doing it, but I'm stamping dollar bills uh, every pretty much every dollar that passes through my hands. And, and when I say dollars, I mean all the way up to 100 denominations. Whatever whatever comes through, whatever greenbacks uh, I get, I stamp with freetalklive.com and freekeen.com. And, you know, what inspired me to do that was the Where's George campaign, which is a very trackable, uh, you know, sort of one-way marketing campaign where, you know, you put in Where's George, you type in the number, where's George, where go to Where'sGeorge.com, type in the serial number of the dollar bill, and it shows you exactly where people have logged that particular dollar bill across the country as it's floated about. It's a fascinating project, and that's kind of what inspired me. But, you know, for all the dollars that I've ever stamped, no one has ever told me, you know, I found your show because I got a stamped dollar bill. No one's ever no one's ever returned that information to me. So, you know, I've always kind of wondered wow. is this worth is this worthwhile? But then again, not everybody gives you feedback, right? I mean, only a certain percentage of a percentage is going to reach out and send you an email or, or take the time to call up and say, you know, how they found the show. So, how likely is right. it that anyone is ever going to respond to that? But I, I you know, I, I have to think that people are seeing them because, you know, plenty of people look at the dollars that they're spending and if there's a, you know, bright blue stamp on there, they're going to notice that. I've spent those dollars and seen people look at them. That doesn't yeah. mean they go to a computer and necessarily look up what they But a seen. percentage of them have to, right? I mean, yeah. just you give enough of them out, somebody's going to go to that it URL. It seems to me that if you, you know, the messages that they can internalize right then are probably more powerful, you know, love your neighbor, things sure. like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Ross, any other uh, thoughts? No, that's just about it. I know that in marketing, it's a problem long, long come across with how do you know the feedback, like if you guys with advertisers, the 10% off code with, you know, FDL, that's a solution too. Um, just, it's good to know where your marketing is going. You know the uh, the QR the, the the code that people can use to uh, to refund can uh, you know it's it's an advertising executive's worst nightmare. Obviously, every advertiser wants to know if their advertising is trackable, but there's a certain amount of advertising that goes that there's a certain branding aspect to the the advertising too. So if we advertise a tire manufacturer and say you know use coupon code FTL to get uh, you know free balancing or whatever, um, then some people will use it and some people won't. But they'll think oh well what a, you know. Next time they need tires, that tire manufacturer is more likely to pop up in their mind. Yeah, that's a good point. Ross, thanks for the call. Yeah. Thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Yep, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I, you know, I think that bumper stickers are, are a fine idea. If It's a great way to get an opinion out there, and maybe someone will go to the website that, uh, that you're advertising. I think that the more inflammatory they are, you know, for, inflammatory for no reason. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. You know, like, uh, I, you know, there, there's... I, I can't. Nothing's coming off the top F of my you. head, right? Yeah, or, or you know, um, you know, there's all kinds you can say. My dog's smarter than your uh, honor student, or something mm-hmm. like that. And you know, I don't know if you know people necessarily take that to heart. But I mean, God, what? <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> Of course, you know, most times bumper stickers are more of just a curiosity, something to look at while you're you're sitting in traffic, waiting for a light to change, gives you kind of an indication of who might be driving that car. Uh, but aside from that, you know, it's hard. I think it's probably hard for a lot of people to think, when was the last time you went and, you know, visited a URL you saw on a bumper sticker? I have, uh, I think with the advent of smartphones, I have gone and done that more often. Really? Yeah. Uh, you you're know, not just, supposed to do that while you're driving. Right? Well, I, I, I sometimes sit in passenger seats, Ian. Ah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I often sit in passenger seats. I tend to be distracted uh, by things like bumper stickers. Oh, really? Um, you know, while driving sort of in town. I'm much more like, you know, my, my wife will have me drive on the interstate. She drives in town. Let's talk to Stuart listening uh, to Delaware's WGMD FM in Ocean View. Hello, Stuart. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Well, I thought it was kind of interesting. I've been trying to say, tell people for a while, why aren't we looking at the Indian reservations as an example of where the Democrats and Obama want to go? Your discussion tonight has been right along that line. What do you I mean, mean when you say that? Of, there was some kind of stimulus or some kind of government program that set up all the infrastructure for the things. Obamacare or the medical government's been taking care of their medical treatment for 100 years, paying, paying things all under government control. Everything on the committee is controlled by the, government, the federal government. Well, now, why would you why would you say that it was just the Democrats that want to do that? I mean, I've seen the Republicans doing that stuff too. Well, yeah, but the, but the Democrat game plan right now under Obama is just to protect everybody there. Where, where the, I, I think that that's their game plan that they talk about, and I think that the Democrats are above board on that. However, the evidence is that the Republicans are um, – uh, that's what they want, too. I mean, George Bush and, and the Republicans were in charge from 2000 to 2006. They had six years of Republicans in there that they could have done whatever they want, and what did they give us? They gave us a government that was 60 percent larger, that uh, they gave us the bank bailouts, um, You know, they gave us the largest increase of uh, government uh, intrusion into to medicine up to that point. I mean, th- it's the same thing. It's pretty close. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to acknowledge that because some people well, are very, Bush, very partisan Bush, in their Bush, thinking. Bush, 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 Bush was a was a liberal. Well, well I, I still see the bumper stickers that say "missed me yet." You know, by a lot of a lot of folks out there uh, with those. So you're saying Bush was a liberal. Well, he, he, was, he wasn't conservative in any way, shape, or form. Either way, his dad wasn't much better. I've been around Washington since since my dad was an advisor to Ike. Hmm. You know, well, I don't a, even know well, what it means to be liberal or conservative. I don't think there's any real way to define that. How would you define it? A, a liberal uh, thinks the government is trying to control everything and takes, takes care of everything, and, and, and a conservative says the individual is in charge. That's not the. That's not what I've seen from conservatives. I mean, I've heard that theory in yeah. the past. Rick but... Santorum doesn't seem to want that, and Newt, uh, Mitt Romney doesn't seem to want that. I mean, only Ron Paul seems to want that. But then again, the people that call themselves conservatives won't vote for him. Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, I think Ron Paul has a few uh, things that he's uh, you know, idea of foreign policy that of, 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 uh, you can negotiate with Iran. Negotiate with, uh, uh, I thought you said I thought you said conservatives uh, believe in getting the government out of people's lives and making government smaller. Are you saying that uh, going to war is uh, somehow a small government policy? Uh, no, but I'm saying saying is there are people out there that that, that don't care about what your rights are. That somebody, somebody they work in the government, yeah, and they call themselves liberals and conservatives. Thank you, Stuart. There's more coming up here. Free Talk Live Hour Three next. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. And you are. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, Mark, we have this Koran thing we could talk about uh, down the line. I don't know if we'll ever get to it. I don't think so either. That's just how the show goes. You guys can bring up anything and uh, we'll talk to you about it. 855-453. You can uh, take control here on Free Talk Live. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where you're invited to enjoy the various features there completely free. Uh, once again, that's Free Talk Live. Dot com. 
As we jump right into your phone calls, let's go to Terry, listening in Medford, Oregon, KMED. Terry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, it's a beautiful day here. Got to be 72, 75. How are you guys doing over there in Free Talk Land? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> it's, 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 it's snowy and cold. No, I, I don't think I got to 72, but I bet it was, a, it was pushing it right close to about 70. Not too shabby. Go ahead with your thoughts tonight. Hey, you've got a couple questions. Uh, one of them, how the libs work and, and how the conservatives work. It, it, doesn't it seem like the libs want to take the cash and just hand it to people? And, and remember the old, after World War II, how everybody got out and went and piled rocks and built bridges and, and roads, you know, by hand, and they got paid penance. But everybody did something. How... How are we doing better by just giving people money for sitting around as they have them out there, you know, raking the ground with their fingers and, and being productive? Well, I'm certainly I'm certainly against the idea of uh, governmental redistribution, forced redistribution of wealth. I think that if we didn't have a government welfare program, we could have charities taking care of people that actually needed uh, assistance, whether they be sick or uh, in some way, you know, deficient, unable to take care of themselves. Uh, that uh, you know, charities would be able to fill that gap, and uh, and you know, that way you would be able to decide with whom to uh, to give your or to whom to give your money, uh, how much to give to who. To, who to give it to, and you know whether they deserve it or not. And if they, you decide that they're not doing a good job, that they're giving money to people that don't deserve it, then you can pull your funds. And that's the one thing about government is you can't pull your funds from them in protest of uh, of what they're doing. But I also disagree with what uh, you know a lot of conservatives and liberals are doing, and that is giving money to the military industrial complex and other corporations like corporate farmers and other folks like that. I don't I don't believe in any forced redistribution of wealth, whether it be to an individual or to a corporation. So it it all needs to stop. But but couldn't we take some of our government money and, and decide that that we're going to go back to the what youth corp or not youth corp or uh, or whatever it is? But I mean, give some people some hands on training on how to build and whatnot through government services. Can you tell me a government right. program that has worked? No, I don't. That's why I'm trying to make a new one. That no, please, <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Help me, baby. Help me. I, I mean, well, there I, isn't. I, the, it's so it's so damn simple to to take it to take government cash and say, okay, well, we got a project, and we got some guys that know something, and we'll teach these guys how to do something. I mean, but as soon as you get, holy, you have to have all of these government finance things because of the unions i guess but the government it's, sucks it's not, it's not the unions it's the model of government governments uh, governments fail to function in right to work states too there are plenty of states where unions aren't allowed at all um and well, you know, basically they the government still doesn't function it doesn't function because of a lack of responsibility well, I mean, right. you don't you, want government no, to I teach agree. things. You you want the marketplace to teach things. Let people who want to learn things go and find the teachers. You know, when the uh, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Uh, and so let the marketplace handle it, and people will learn things on their own through their own volition, through the incentives that are in, inherent in uh, the open market. We don't need some government program, some bureaucracy created to teach someone how to dig a ditch. I mean, that's just not uh, that's. It's just completely unnecessary, and it would just inevitably be end, up, end up being bureaucratic. Uh, the program, as all government programs do, would get larger and more, uh, more you know, controlling, more taxing, uh, more bureaucratic and bloated than it has ever been in the past. And the more people that find out that it's successful, the more people they're going to try and rip it off. 
know, so, and, and steal from it, you know. It, 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 indeed, that seems to be the model. And it's not, I don't feel it's the people. People are going to react to incentives. If, if there were a bunch of quarters lying around on the ground, I wouldn't blame people for walking along and picking them up. The problem is that the organization that puts the quarters on the ground is stealing them from you and me. They have no mandate. They have no moral uh, uh, reason, no, no, no right to be taking the money that they do. They claim an arbitrary piece of land, and anybody in that land belongs to them. Everything in that land belongs to them. That land belongs to them. And if you if if you so much as speak up against it, you know they'll uh, you know the, their minions, people, the supporters of government, will come down upon you as being un-American or uh, you know yeah, well you don't like it, move to a banana republic or you know these all these other things. If you refuse, if you say that I have a moral problem with it, then you know they're going to throw you in jail. Go ahead. Well, we just need more cliches. That's that's what's going on with our world. Is that everybody's got a line for this and that, and nobody's got no creativity, no desire, no um, nobody wants to put out a dollar to make thirty five cents. Everybody wants to put out a dollar and make eighty five bucks. Terry, thanks for the so call and the thoughts fun. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Well, if you want to destroy incentive, just create a government program. Yeah, I, I'm still looking for the answer to that that successful government program. And I'm gonna do the I'm gonna give the scenario that I always give. Look, you may get a program that does what it says it's supposed to do, but at what cost does it do it? If I go to the car dealer and I spend eighty five thousand dollars to buy a, a Honda Accord, my wife is not gonna call that a successful day. She's gonna call that an utter catastrophe and government projects regularly come in two three ten times above uh, budget let's talk to greg in cleveland ohio you're on free talk live hello greg hey gentlemen uh so last week uh, you were speaking with the producer of those uh, prax girl videos that's right prax girl from the prax girl U- uh, praxeology youtube channel right right and uh, you both made a comment that uh, you'd never heard of praxeology before and at first, that sort of surprised me, uh, but then I realized that, you know, of course, everyone's, everyone's road to liberty is, is very different. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to encourage people, if, if they were curious about this or were sort of hearing, hearing around this, this idea of praxeology and Austrian economics and these big names like, you know, Ludwig von Mises, I, I think in, in discussions like, like this show... Um, it gets to be a little technical, and it's sort of like a nerdy thing, like, oh, you're reading those big books, you know, which, which you know, I, I can understand. But I would really encourage people to, to look into these ideas further, not only to solidify their own understanding of liberty, which it, I mean, really did for me, but also to learn how to explain uh, some liberty ideas to other people. And, you know, there are a few good, uh, good resources online, uh, TomWoods.com. I know he puts up a bunch of really simple readings to sort of explain a lot of these ideas. Uh, but I just wanted to, sh- to, sh- to share, you know, that I think it's valuable because, you know, some people do have, people do tend to think different ways. And it, my path to liberty really was through understanding the logic of praxeology. So, and that was Mises that uh, came up with it? Was it Who was it that came up with praxeology? Yeah, uh, Ludwig von Mises. Uh, wrote a book, uh, Human Action. And, and Praxeology uh, is the science of, or the logic of, uh, studying the logic right. of human action? Right. Well, Praxeology is is essentially 
boiling down the logic of, of being human to its, to its you know, rational core. So, for example, everything that I'm doing has some sort of purpose because if I'm moving from here to there, it means I'm unsatisfied here and I want to be there. And I know that sounds like a very simple idea, and that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Once you take these simple ideas to their logical conclusions, you start to have a whole entire system of thought that is built around economics and really comes to solidify the ideas of, of liberty, which is sort of it's kind of it's kind of funny because in the end this ends up being a value free way of thinking. But that's kind of the point because what you realize is that when you take away the the values, you don't smuggle in this sort of preconceived notions into your thought, you come to realize, wow, so much of the statist idea, so much of the state really does smuggle in all sorts of values. And once you start to sort of get that out of your mind, you start to really think clearly. Things like in, And you can you never know, go back. Of, you can never turn back from discovering the ideas of That's liberty. Thanks, true. Greg, for the call. And, of course, there are so many resources, and we can't even begin to point you to them all. But uh, we got some over at book.freekeen.com that can help you uh, get started on uh, the path to liberty. There's more coming up. Your calls, Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything you would like at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733, and join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. They are free. freetalklive.com features, including our mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you want to get quick access to our live streams and podcast, just go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. You have to have heard and seen ads for gold at this point. Um, you know, for one, there's another precious metal out there. It's called silver. Secondly, a lot of these companies rely on you responding to the ad and not doing any kind of comparison shopping. Gold.freetalklive.com is a way for you to get your hands on some gold and silver that that you possess as opposed to storing it some other place, which is what I highly recommend. Um, Whether you want it as a hedge against inflation, investment, or barter currency, go check out gold.freetalklive.com before you buy any place else. When you buy gold.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live benefits are syndicator benefits. It's uh, it's a great deal. You benefit. Gold.freetalklive.com. All right. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Toe calling from Grand Rapids in Minnesota. Or excuse me, not Minnesota. We're actually out in both Grand Rapids, Minnesota and Michigan. This one's the Michigan one listening to WTKG. Is your name actually Toe? Oh, it's Thomas, apparently. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yes, you can spell it uh, T-O-E-M-O-S-S, and that way the phonetic problem will be resolved. Tomas. Tomas. Gotcha. (laughs) I see what my board operator was trying to do now. with uh, He spelled it T-O-E hyphen M-A-S-S, and I thought he meant you were in Massachusetts, and it was very confusing to me. Anyway, good to have you on, Tomas. What's on your mind? I feel the love. Listen, I'm an old Marine, and I'm very right-wing, and I am voting for Ron Paul. Excellent. And I'm going to tell you... I'm going to tell you why. You may not say excellent after why, but <laughs> I believe he has the 
the most hawkish and best solution to the Middle East. Because I believe if you cut all foreign aid to all those Muslim countries and you cut foreign aid also to Israel, Israel, we will be cutting that, that leash that we've had on Israel all these years, holding back their military. But you know what? Their military would be unleashed because they could no longer uh, afford the time. They would have to take care of their problem because they could not rely on billions of dollars every year coming in. You know, I've said on the show many times that I think Israel can take care of itself in the Middle East. Now, I'm not sure that war with Iran is the best thing for Israel, but I know that the Likud party in Israel is very interested in doing just that. So Israel needs to come to whatever conclusions. I've come to the conclusion the United States doesn't need to be involved in the business of, um, you know, these other nations and how they're they're dealing with each other in the same way that, uh, you know, nations didn't really get terribly involved in the United States uh, revolution. These governments need to come to an equilibrium inside of their own country without our government upholding dictators and kings around the world. Um, you know, whatever the result is, the result is. A lot of people don't, don't understand that uh, Egypt and Lebanon and Syria and Iran uh, have no nuclear weapons, and I, Israel has 200. It's like a 200-pound uh, weightlifter asking us for help because uh, a 37-pound fourth grader is bothering him. Well, you know, uh, you know, I think that I think that uh, you know many of these countries need to understand that if they if, that if they go to war with Israel, you know, the war, the next war, they should ask, you know, they, they should talk to the nations that have gone to war with Israel. The next war with Israel may not just last three days. Yeah, it may last three hours. Well, or or it could last, uh, you know, a much longer. Which none of these things would be very good. So, Tomas, basically, you're saying you support Ron Paul because he wants to end foreign aid, which you believe will result in more war between uh, countries, uh, specifically Israel and other countries in the Middle East. I think it will end. It will result in a very quick war, in which Israel would be victorious, or it would result in the Muslim countries deciding that, you know what, maybe we better figure out how to get along with this guy because now he's cornered and he's pulling out his big guns. You know, I would rather see people get along, and if you're doing the right things, whether it's for the wrong reasons, that doesn't bother me too much. Tomas, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855 855- 450 free. Yeah, we I don't know what all the results would be of the United States uh, choosing not to be in, you know, g- giving foreign aid. I think that this is what it's about, giving foreign aid to all these different countries. You know, what obviously Pakistan is on uh, is is on this leash, uh, so as is Israel. You know, these nations need to come to their own equilibrium. They need to figure out regionally how they're going to deal with each other. Let's continue with uh, William listening to KBKW out on the west coast of Washington. William, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I was just kind of curious what's going on over there in North Korea after Kim Jong-il died and if his son is just as crazy as he was or not as crazy. 
We followed some of the uh, stories coming out of there right around the time of his death, and uh, there's not a whole lot of information about his son. Um, it's a very secluded... Kim Jong-un. Yes, uh, a very secluded place where not a lot of information comes out because, well, the people yeah. are kept there by barbed wire fences, and there's no yeah. internet access of which to speak uh, or you know any access to uh, really be able to talk to those people over there. It's almost like a, a giant prison. Um, so it's really hard to, to, to speculate. Some people have said that he may be a little bit more westernized because he did spend time in college in Germany. However, he was under constant uh, guard by you know, North Korean, uh, his associates there that were kind of uh, keeping an eye on him. So it, it still remains to be seen. We do know that, uh, that he is not the, the dear leader as his father and the, his grandfather were, that it's now more of a shared uh, rulership. Over there, between him and the military uh, people, so yeah. he's, uh-huh. he he doesn't have the same level of influence or power that uh, the that that his father did. But they've talked about dismantling their nuclear program in order to get some more aid. Um, so you know, th- th- those those seem to like, seem to be positive signs to me. I'm not looking. I'm looking for fewer nuclear weapons, if that's at all possible. I mean, there have even been positive changes in uh, Cuba after uh, you know Fidel Castro handed over power to Raúl. I mean, it's certainly no paradise, uh, but they have made some positive changes. So, will the same things, ha- similar things, happen in North Korea? Uh, it all really remains to be seen at this point. Yeah, I've seen a documentary about uh, this doctor that went in and did a bunch of cataract surgeries. Hmm. And uh, after all these people came back and he checked up on them, they all got up and praised the picture of uh, Kim Jong-il and his father and didn't even say anything to the doctor for helping them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that same footage. Um, it's, it's really sicking, sick. They, they, you know, they look at it. They, they, he's a god. Yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, uh, you know, thank God my eyes are fixed. Exactly. Yeah. It's creepy to the max. Now, and, now uh, remember, this is likely that doing it in front of the doctor was intended to be a thanks to the doctor at the same time. Different cultures have different ways to, uh, um, you know, to uh, to say things. If, for instance, you survived an automobile accident and I said, thank God, I'm not saying that you're a bad driver. I'm just saying, oh, good, I'm glad you're safe. All that said, North Korea is a fascinating topic, and I think it should be pointed out. If anybody uh, you know, wants to learn more, there's some great documentaries out there about them. Netflix has a number of them, and uh, it's just absolutely fascinating to learn about their culture as much as we possibly can here. I think it's important to remember that the difference between North Korea and the U.S. is only by degrees, and uh, people worship the state here just in a slightly different way. I thank you, William, for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Live Saturday edition of the show, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. 
Ian here with you. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. The webcam's there. You can go and watch and listen and interact because the cha- uh, the cam is uh, on the same page as our chat room. So it's all there for you, and it's all free at cam.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous internet digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you have to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. Bitcoins, you can send and receive money without fees anywhere in the world, without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It says, you know, this is going to, this is one of those things that changes the internet. We use coins.org. At least go see it. Even if you're not interested in getting any bitcoins that uh, you're you know, not interested in transacting on the internet, you need to see this because you need to know how this is going to change the world. We use coins.org. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com to get started. All right, let's continue with you and your thoughts. Go to Bob, listening to WSCFM in uh, South Carolina. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing, guys? Appreciate your show. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. You know, you were talking earlier uh, mentioning about a program that the United States has that has actually functioned well. And I was trying to, for the last 40 minutes, racking my brain, just like, you know what? There's time. Nope. There absolutely is time. Every time we turn around, another program is introduced, it blows up. And my question is, how do we get it back in the box? How do we get it back to where the government's supposed to be what it was meant to be instead of what it's become? How, how would you and, do it to the Soviet and, Union? I mean, it's just too, it's, it's impossible at this point from my, from my perspective. It has to bend, spend itself into insolvency, uh, and it's darn close. I mean, it's working on it, you know, yeah. night and day, um, you know, at, at a rate that's incredible. I've heard numbers as high as $750,000, uh, per individual is what the debt is. Um, and, you know, that, that, it's sick that my four-year-old son has that much debt. No, your four-year-old son right. doesn't have that much debt. He did not sign up for that, Mark, and you could not, uh, debt, you, you didn't sign up for it. I didn't. There's some it. government bureaucrat that believes that he does. That may be true, but as long as we all don't believe it, then it doesn't matter. And really, this is all about beliefs. Uh, people believe in the government, and they believe that, uh, that there's still some value in it. And until they stop believing in that, uh, then well, we're I never believe there's value in this. government. Um, I think that the the federal government has uh, has. I'm has, talking about the federal government. I'm yeah. sorry if I wasn't clear. Thank you for for, for clearing that up. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think that uh, it's going to have to crash and burn, Bob. And and I don't think there's any turning it around. Personally, I think you know if Ron Paul was was elected, maybe that would slow the uh, the hemorrhaging. But I, I can't, right. you know, I don't think Ron Paul can save the patient. Nor do I think I'm it's asking, worth saving. I'm just wondering what the paradigm shift is, is going to happen. It's got to happen relatively quickly. If not, then uh, I think what what's happened to Greece. I, I know that, that that's the new scare tactic, but it's not. It's not a scare tactic. It's true. It's coming around the corner. And it's got to change, and, and uh, I think programs like yours and others out there can maybe get someone to think and, and I think the root of it, uh, to to some extent, the root, uh, you know, near the root, (laughs) the base of the problem, at the the very least, is public education. Uh, The government runs schools, and whenever 
some organization runs schools. I went to a Christian school when I was growing up. You can believe they didn't teach me about Islam there. They taught me about Jesus Christ and how he was my personal savior and, you know, the whole thing. When you go to a government school, they teach you how the government is your savior and how governments solve problems, how competition in the marketplace is bad. They teach you these things at these government schools. And this is why there's, I mean, whenever anybody hears a problem, they think, well, how am I going to solve that with the government? And that's the first thing they go to. And sadly, like you said, you were racking your brain for 40 minutes trying to think of that one government. There had to have been one that worked, that one government yeah. program that really worked and worked efficiently. It's crazy. And, and uh, well, with schools, uh, I mean, that's another message that uh, is created. I was hearing earlier uh, this week, they were saying, E through 16, basically uh, preschool through 16, four years of college is going to be the norm, and that's what they're shooting for. And Great. Uh, more, t- more time that our scary. young people can uh, stay sitting in a, a, a essentially a prison cell for the day than actually going out and making something out of their lives. I, you know, and it's hard to come out against government schools because you hate education, right? You don't love children, etc. There's all kinds of accusations that level at you. But actually, I do like the idea of education, which is why I don't want the government to be handling it because I don't think the government does anything very well at all, except for killing people around the world uh that seems to be they seem to be fairly good at uh, at that extracting money violently from people etc but but you asked about a paradigm shift and i think that's an important uh, term to focus on here because people do need to shift their paradigm if they don't if the federal government or when the federal government comes to the point of as you pointed out mark insolvency or just crashing and burning and just not right. being able to make it anymore uh if people still believe in the idea of the state then we're just going to see a revolution happen. We're just going to see it all start over again. Some other person is going to seize power or some group of people will seize power and uh, people will believe in them because they'll promise them things and they'll tell them what they want to hear and we'll be right back uh, to where we started. And I don't want to be back where we started. I want to move on. I want to move on. I want to evolve. I want humans to evolve to the next uh, next great plateau for mankind. And in order to do that, we're going to have to leave behind the 5,000-year-old idea of the state. The state doesn't actually exist. It's only an idea in your mind. And it, what actually exists are human beings uh, and how they treat one another. And as long as we think it's acceptable for one group of people to lord power over another group of people, which is what we have today in the, the auspices Absolutely. of the state, then we'll, we will never get to that next great plateau. As soon as humans are ready to accept the idea that it's not acceptable to aggress against their peaceful neighbor, that uh, even if your neighbors are doing something you don't like, that you have to allow them to do that so you can be free to do what you like, until they get to that point, we're never going to see anything significant change. So the, really, the next big uh, paradigm shift is the ending of the idea of the state, and we're not even close to that point yet. I mean, do you think that they're slowly uh, trying to take away the idea of the revolution by uh, uh, by uh, spitting on our uh, our Second Amendment and uh, the First Amendment? I mean, I think that's the beginning of it, to try and make it to where it can be revolutionary through. Uh, to take things away from us uh, slowly and slowly, and it also ends up becoming a, uh, uh, an impossibility when it does get to the point where it has to happen. 
Well, it'll never be impossible when it has to happen. I mean, if enough people are fed up, as we saw in Egypt, for instance, and in other places around the world, if enough people are fed up, you know, change is going to occur. But then, you know, you look at Egypt, okay, they got rid of Mubarak, and then the military took over. And now, you know, recently they were out in the streets again, uh, because obviously military rule isn't really any better than the rule of the the dictator. So Technology in the area of, um, you know, weapons, though, uh, even even non-lethal weapons, make revolutions violent revolutions very very difficult revolutions now uh, that have existed revolutions in the last few decades that have been successful have largely been nonviolent revolutions now i don't know how the american people are going to go for that americans aren't really the the protesting type um you know it's it's we're a pretty martial people and uh you know martial what's that mean martial means military oriented uh, violence oriented and i you know i i just i just don't know uh, you know they deploy National Guard troops, armed National Guard troops during Katrina to take away people's weapons, among other things. And and people obediently opened the doors and for the most part gave them away. Bob, your final thoughts? Uh, I just uh, again, want to thank you all for your program. I think it's a great conversation. I enjoy it every Saturday when I'm down in the Charleston area. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate uh, your thoughts and the question at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still moments remaining here. Uh, the uh, remaining moments coming up next. Still enough time for your call and your thoughts. If you want to get it in right now, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, and we call it that because you're free to call in and talk about whatever you want. And we do this thing live seven nights per week. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. More coming up. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for your call, your thoughts at 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, if you want to support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do it is by shopping with us. Maybe you've shopped at Amazon before if you've been online. Odds are good if you've been online for over a year, you probably have shopped at Amazon. It's pretty ubiquitous out there. Great prices, huge selection. When you enter Amazon through our special links over at shop.freetalklive.com, a portion of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. So you're still experiencing the same great Amazon uh, shopping experience you're used to with huge selection, great prices, free super saver shipping, a lot of their brand new items, and of course the, the user reviews, which I think are really useful. Uh, you're still experiencing Amazon as you normally do. It's just you're starting through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com, which means that Free Talk Live gets a cut of Amazon's profits. So they're still you know charging the same amounts they usually do. It's just that we're getting a slice when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, we'll talk to Clay, listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. Hello, Clay. Hey, how you doing? Listening to you on uh, live and local radio. Excellent. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I, you know, I seem to be listening to you every Saturday night when I'm driving home from work. And I was wondering, you know, maybe I could uh, offer up some sort of homework assignment for you. I know everybody hates homework. but No, I, I love homework. About... <laughs> oh, good. Um, you're talking about the cost of government programs. And, of course, we have costs. you got to compare them to the benefits. And I think, like, an easy, accessible way to do it would take take a, 
program like the Keene Housing Authority. And for those who don't know, they provide, you know, low or no-cost housing to you know, people who are underprivileged in the area around Keene. And if we could, like, find out exactly how much does that cost us or society to provide that free-to-no-cost housing and compare that to how many people are actually having that housing and, you know, how many people per month and compare that to what, you know, the market price is for housing, you know, does it make a lot of sense if, if that number comes out to saying we're paying, I don't know, $2,000 a month to give somebody's apartment who otherwise would cost 850 to 1000 Yeah, I think you're, I I think you're right. I don't know what that number it is. Well, I don't know about the Keene Housing Authority, but I can say sort of on a, when, when you look at uh, public schools. Now, you're talking about a local issue, but this, is, this tends to be true Welfare everywhere. Welfare housing is everywhere, though. But when you look at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for instance, I know that there's a private school here in the, uh, the Keene area that uh, has a tuition of below $2,000 per student. However, in Keene, New Hampshire, they pay... $14,000 per student. The government does. The government does. Uh, well, they, they steal money from well, taxpayers to do it. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you're talking about uh, seven times the amount. And that's kind of how government goes, you know? You know, Clay, I would love for somebody to do the, uh, you know, for, as far as the homework assignment goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on it just because I've got my plate full of stuff to do. Uh, you know, I'm fa- fairly busy with doing this radio show and blogging over at freekeen.com. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd love to see someone dig through the numbers. I'm not one of those, you know, numbersy people. I, looking at a government budget book would drive me insane. Uh, but there are people that really dig that sort of work. So I think it would be very interesting to see exactly, you know, how many housing units does the, the house, so-called housing authority have and what does it cost per housing unit to administer those housing units i bet you're right i bet they're spending twice what the the market value of uh, of those housing units are just based on you know how government works and, and how, overhead. Ine- how inefficient uh that it is and how they you know they have an interest in supporting their bureaucracy first and foremost before actually helping people that need it uh and of course as we pointed out before if we actually had a consensual government one based on consent uh then if we didn't like the way things were being run we could just simply say well we're not going to fund you, but we'll give some money over here to this uh, private organization that is helping people find homes, that is placing people in homes, or, or somehow offering lower-priced uh, homes to those folks. I would, I would much rather be supporting that. It's one of the reasons why I support... Like Habitat the, for Humanity? Well, it's one of the reasons why I support the local homeless shelter as well, the one that's not run by the government. I support them because they do a better job uh, than the government ones do, and they do it for less. I'll leave you this funny little tidbit here. I was going on Twitter... And I was searching for things on the Bearcat, and somebody on there twittered, completely unrelated, that I was trying to spell bureaucracy on my computer, and I spelled it so badly that it spit out Bearcat. <laughs> Thanks, Clay, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. You're referring to, by the way, the uh, the, the Bearcat, which is this militaristic tank truck vehicle uh, that uh, the the federal government is foisting upon police departments all across the country. Over 300 of these things exist in various different police departments, large and apparently even small, because they're bringing one here to little old Keene, New Hampshire. And it's uh, it's been, been quite the controversial issue here in the area recently, despite all of the attention brought to it, international attention, by the way, uh, online, uh, lots of articles being written about what was happening here, despite a huge outcry of opposition by the people in the area not one city council member changed their mind when they had the chance to reconsider this issue this issue this week not one 
of them changed their minds, and they were overwhelmed with phone calls and uh, the, the letters to the editor in the newspaper, the local talk radio show. Like ninety yeah. percent of the calls were. And against this just speaks this thing. back to what you were saying about government of consent. Yeah. You were saying, you know, because this is what these governments will always say in their documents. Uh, here in the United States, you take a look at your state constitution. Um, you take a look at the Declaration of Independence. Good and just government comes from consent, as if. They give a flying flip at a rolling hula hoop what you think about what they do. They're smart. You're dumb. Right. They didn't care. I mean, people were are overwhelming, like supermajority. I'm not exaggerating when I say the supermajority of people in the Keene area were against the Bearcat. But not one of those city councilors changed their mind. Not one of them had the courage to do what was right and vote against this thing. So it's coming as of right now. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, maybe do something like paint it pink for breast cancer or something like that. I've been po- I've been tossing that idea around. I went to a peace conference today uh, in Keene, and I, t- I tossed that idea out to a-, a few folks, and they supported it. They thought it was a good idea. In fact, another guy thought it would be a good idea to paint it uh, differently on a regular basis. Maybe we could start with pink and then maybe let a kindergarten class paint it one month or you know different themes, that sort of thing. For the, yeah, it's, for the it's, holidays. You know, if if the police department is very concerned about stopping bullets from hitting them, they could care less what color the vehicle is painted. Well, and right? if it's actually a rescue vehicle, as the police has been uh, have been pitching people on, then it shouldn't matter if it's pink versus black. Shouldn't be a problem. Right. You know, but in fact, many police departments are trying very, very hard to scare the bejesus out of their public That's right. by dressing their officers on all black, giving them, uh, you know, the, the sunglasses and black so you can't yep. see their eyes. So, um, well, you know. The whole, the whole deal. They look for all the world like Darth Vader. Well, as uh, one of the city councilors here said, it, the, you know, this Bearcat is going to put yet another wall between the people and the police. It's going to divide us even further, separate the humanity uh, from between the, the two groups. And that's sad because if we actually had a you know, police department that uh, was focused on peace and was focused on keeping the peace, then they would want to be connected with people. They would want to be out there and, you know, close by the people that they're that they're working with, not separated by armored walls. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, Bill is listening in Medford to KMed in the West Coast in Oregon. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Um, you guys can kind of consider yourself anarchists, I guess. No, I wouldn't use that term. I think uh, anarchists. Okay, anarchists are Europeans, Europeans that I'm throw sorry. bombs. If, uh, if you really want to break the back of communism... Let's repeal the 16th Amendment from the Bill of Rights. Is that the Senate one? That's income tax. Out of politics, let's repeal the 17th Amendment and give the senators back to the states where they're elected by the Sure, sure. That all sounds fine. I don't think it's going to save the federal government, though. I mean, which which state government is responsible? I'm looking for that one. What state government is responsible for what? Acts responsibly when they use taxpayers' money. Oh, well, see, that's the whole thing. Uh, by repealing the 16th, uh, you get rid of all of that government money filtering down from the government. And to feed the beast, I would recommend something like a 0.005% sales tax, uh, only to be spent by the government the second year after being collected. And then I would also bring the Army into the Navy, because the Navy is typically self-defense, where the armies are offensive. I think you have a lot of good ideas, uh, unfortunately. A lot of great Band-Aids. Right. I think that's fine. Of course, if you end the 16th Amendment, that still doesn't solve the problem with the Federal Reserve. So even if they were to end the income tax tomorrow, they would still have the ability to print money. I'm working down a list. 
I'm working down a list of points. I can tell. I can, I can tell, and I'm glad that you uh, that you have them lined up. And I, unfortunately, we don't have time for the the whole list tonight. Okay. But, but these are all good ideas. Of course, the question is, how likely are any of the people in Washington D.C. to pick up that ball and run with it? Electron Paul. <laughs> well, Ron Paul would be a uh, you know he would be a nice message to send to the rest of the country, but you know he's only one man and he can't do it all himself. And there are not 400 Ron Pauls or 535 of them. How guys, how do you feel about say repealing the 16th Amendment? I think, oh yeah, I, I, I fully support it, but I'd rather support my I'd rather put my money and effort towards secession and seceding from the United oh, States. Oh, I prefer a state government nullification, as Tom Woods talks about. Well, whatever, Mark. Hey, we're out of time here uh, tonight. Thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. Uh, just getting out of the federal government as much as possible, that's the solution. That's where I want to focus. See you. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. Africa's Victoria Falls are every bit as monumental and magnificent magnificent as you imagine. Their noise greater than a million migrating wildebeests. Their mists visible from miles away. The falls forming the natural border between Zambia and Zimbabwe are a mile wide, spanning the breadth of the mighty Zambezi River. At dawn and dusk, the sky, water and mist take on hues of pink and orange. You can also travel by boat to Livingston Island, a big chunk of land that splits the falls in two and comes with a view and sound effects you won't soon forget. A bridge connecting Zambia and Zimbabwe is also a stage for adrenaline-pumping bungee jumping over the Zambezi, where downriver whitewater rafting is some of the most exciting in the world. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar.